Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the In and Around podcast. I am one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week is Mike Breslin. Hello. Um, there's no Dave this week. Unfortunately, he's come down with a severe case of hemorrhoids. So um, he's not in this episode. So we've kind of got a more, I guess, intimate. Is intimate the right word? It's just a one-on-one chat about um, the week's football. We're going to talk um, the week last weekend's games, so Spurs-Liverpool mainly. We're going to talk about Harry Kane's injury and how that's going to impact on both Spurs' top four hopes and England's Euros hopes. And then we're going to probably talk a bit of transfers, Van der Beek to United, um, is Sancho going to Chelsea? God, I'd hope so. Um, then we'll talk about a few other things, maybe uh, United and Chelsea's wins from the weekend. But also, the three of us took in a game at Villa Park. Well, it's not really much of a game, but we did go and see it. And then um, we'll look forward to the uh, the big fixture at the weekend that is Norwich Bournemouth, and then of course probably the, Manchester the side game, <laughs> the Liverpool side game, Man United. Yeah. Um, I guess to start, Brett, how are you? You all right? Yeah, been a good week. Uh, Again, played football a couple of times, six aside Monday, and then again tonight with yourself. Yes, yeah, God. Which was uh, yeah. a lot nicer than last week, it's yeah. fair to say. Didn't, wasn't a wall of water this week. No. Um, so, uh, just before we start, if you, uh, if you like the pod, make sure you tell your friends, make sure you share us, make sure you follow us at In and Around Pod on Twitter. Um, but, let's get underway. Uh, Spurs played Liverpool at the weekend. Uh, Liverpool won 1-0. Bobby Firmino with the goal. Um, Mike, what do you think? Uh, <coughs> I'll start with Spurs. Yeah. They weren't very good. No, they weren't. Um, I said it last week, but it's starting to feel like Mourinho's been there for three years. Or yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's in, in his, his third season. He's gone far too far into his cycle already. Um, my... What I thought was interesting is they they just sat there, which against Liverpool you can understand Liverpool so yeah. good, um, but it was as if they didn't really try and even go forward. No, but the, I think Mourinho and Mourinho in big games, and we've both had. Well, for me, it was more of a pleasure of watching him than I think for you. Um, he has a style in big games, and it tends to be afterwards you get people saying Mourinho masterclass. And he's been accused of parking the bus. Typically, he is more... That's always... I felt a bit harsh. He is um, defensive solidity, but also they do throw players forward when they get a chance. I recall a game of Chelsea-Man City when um, his first season back where he had Ivanovic bombing up and scoring the winner. Um, It was a great (laughs) game. Branislav. Yeah, yeah. What a player. But um, now it almost feels like as opposed to sitting back and waiting to win the game, he's just sitting back and waiting for a mistake. And that feels to me a bit naive against a team such as Liverpool. But Yeah. Um, they just had so many chances. They were all, I mean, mm. they weren't even that good themselves. I didn't no. think it wasn't their best performance. Um, you could argue they were a bit there for the taking if Spurs had maybe yeah. had a bit more going forward. So, which would have been nice to see them drop a few points. Yeah, it would. It would. Um, and the thing is, with the thing is, if anybody, I think Mourinho probably was sat there before the game thinking, "Well, I've derailed the Liverpool title charge before by playing young by playing a young centre half in Thomas Callas." And um, I can't. I've been trying to sit here thinking of the guy's name because starting with the positive force, Spurs, uh, the young lad they threw in, who marked Mane. Which is a bit of a thankless task. You just turn to a lad on his debut, Premier League debut, and you say, "Do you want to mark the best player in 
the league. Seems think? a little bit harsh, doesn't um, it? Tanganga. Yeah, I actually thought he was quite good. Yeah, I think he's a pretty decent player. Yeah. Um, he was playing right centre-back, was it? Yeah, or right centre-back. Or maybe right back with Oreo a bit further forward, I uh, guess. He, he's a car crash of a footballer, Oreo. He really is. Yeah, he's probably a bit more effective as a right wing back yeah. or right wing. <laughs> At least he's not defending. No, but it was quite nice to see Mourinho give a, a shot to a, a young lad. But, I mean, it, it almost felt like he was getting excuses out of the way early doors. I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't want to be a bit too harsh, but it does, sometimes he does do that in big games. Just yeah. so he has something, like you say, that, a bit of an excuse where, oh yeah, but I played this guy mm. on his first or whatever first couple of appearances he's thrown him in against Liverpool mm. against what Mane Sal- Mane Salafamino up yeah. there that's that, uh, it's just rude. quite a baptism of fire it's isn't just, it it's just not on is it but um, they were horribly struck with injury I mean we'll come on to Harry Kane later but um, Sissoko's out for months and months and months yeah that's a shame because um, he's a good player yeah it's, it's been the Musa Sissoko turnaround at Tottenham has been quite an unbelievable thing really because he, he was much maligned for years and years and years and now he's an integral part of the team well, everyone including myself thought he was destined for the exit and then he, mm. he just kept sticking around and then he started getting better and better Yeah, and well, now he's a key part of the team well at Newcastle he was he was wildly inconsistent but you could you could see he was a quality player and you could see that he was going to be a real force in midfield I always thought he was going to score more goals than he does but I just think he's I think he's fantastic now and he's going to be a real miss over the, the running yeah missing him's a problem obviously that Ericsson they don't really you're not really sure mm. whether his head's or heart is there <clears throat> I think it's in Milan um, yes I think I think it is as well putting himself in the shop window mm. uh, quickly on that would you take the uh, take a fee of 20 odd million or right now or let him go for free in the summer I'd take the money yeah I'd, I'd, if I'm Spurs the problem, the only problem with that is Spurs are really light on the ground. I mean, we'll talk about their new new addition later, but they're really light on the ground. So I think it might not. But I, I always, I always think take the money. Like I mean, when, I mean, the only time I've ever thought that you shouldn't take the money was when you had a player like Eden Hazard with Chelsea, where it was clear to me that he was the difference maker with getting in the top four. And given how much the top four is worth to a club, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have sold him, but for Spurs, like Ericsson's not getting on the pitch, and when he is, he's not really effective. So I would take the money. Yeah, he has he has had a pretty poor season. I probably would take the money as well on the basis that they're nine points back from it's Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, they had nine points back. I mean that that is a decent gap, um, and I don't think he's the difference between them. Uh, not no. this season, anyway. Maybe in other seasons, but this season, probably not. I think it's, it's probably slightly different if they've got a few of these other names back. Yeah, if you've got if you've got Kane and Sissoko and yeah, yeah, a few of your others, you probably think you think you could have a go. But you, you probably could have a go, especially at Chelsea and Man United. Yeah, you know, the four, yeah. four and five. I mean, that's the that's the thing with this race for the top four, and it, you sort of saw it in the back half of last season. Yeah. It's a total lack of consistency between any of these clubs. Like it's almost like none of them want it. Well, that's what it felt like at the end of last season. There. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the teams up there were relegation form at the end of the season. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chelsea. Chelsea have had a bad month and they're still in fourth. I mean, I know they beat Spurs and Arsenal, but I I cannot believe they're still in fourth. I mean... Yeah, still... What are they? Um, 
Still but, five points clear of Man U as well. Yeah. So it's not even that close. They play, Chelsea got a horrible month and they play United soon. Um, cool, that'll be a good one. Yeah, well, I hope it... Well, I mean... For, Can't go any worse for you than old Trafford. We played well in that game. That was a really annoying thing. Yeah, um, anyway, back to Liverpool Spurs. Um, there's not really tons to say about Liverpool that hasn't already been said at this point. Um, I'm not quite sure how you beat them, but I just want to take a moment to talk about Bobby Firmino because that goal when I first saw it I was like I was like oh that's an easy finish and then oh, no. I watched it in real time I was like I was like, oh, oh he's just got it in his left and then I watched it slightly so down I'm like oh, you are a total idiot that is ridiculously skillful it's a brilliant goal that was probably the only moment that it was Tanganga I think yeah probably the half split second if that yeah. that he switched off Firmino took full advantage yeah, it's a cracking bit of play, it really is. Yeah, I mean, he's... I don't know... Uh, people are, people love having a debate about the best strikers in the league. And um, I, th- I think we're probably pretty set, the two of us, on it being Aguero or Kane. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but do you think there's an, a centre-forward that's almost as important to his team's system? He, to me? I don't, I don't think Mane and uh, Salah to a lesser extent this season but like last season I don't think they're the players they are without Firmino no he uh, obviously he's occupying the centre backs all the time yeah. pulling them into spaces in between the uh, the midfield so they don't want to go there yeah. which creates a lot of space if they do go there and if they don't go Firmino's got a lot of space to find mm. the other two um, I think he's possibly the most interesting centre forward to watch in the Premier League yeah, I I remember they used to do um, was it player cam on Sky or something yes, where you yes, could follow did. a player. It would be brilliant if they brought that back just to watch Firmino. Yeah, because I think I think what fascinates me about Aguero um, is his is the little movements because we had the pleasure of watching him live at the weekend and you watch you watch him off the ball and he's incredible. But for me, I just I just find there's something about the fact that I watch it because I've got Firmino in my fantasy prem, so it's both it's both fascinating and. F- Infuriating when I watch him. I watch him pass to. He passes to the player who gets the hockey. Ass, he gets the hockey assist. Yeah, yeah. Practically the one the assist. On, on every other move, and I'm like, well, just get me some points, man. Um, but I was actually. I mean, I don't like Liverpool. And I don't like Tottenham. But I was. I quite like him, and I was quite pleased to see him in a big game take centre stage almost. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice when he gets gets the goal because it usually brings him into the limelight a bit more. Gets a bit more recognition. Everyone knows he's a really good player. Yeah. But obviously, with Mane and Salah getting most of the goals and assists in that team, you're going to get overshadowed, even if you're <coughs> key to them doing what they do, pretty much. Which is a shame for him, but I don't think he cares because his team are going to win the league. No, they won the no, Champions League. And, and, and the real good players, the real good quality players, uh, they don't care. I, I definitely don't think he cares. Yeah. Um, quickly, if you were starting a front three... Which one of them are you taking? What order would you take him in? Do you uh, reckon? That is quite hard. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Please let us know your thoughts. I would probably go Mane, Firmino, Salah. You see, I would one, do. Two, three. I would do exactly the same. Um, why would you do that way? Uh, I think Mane's the best player. Mm. He can he can just conjure something out of absolutely nothing. Um, Firmino, I think the other two need Firmino. Yeah, I do. 
do. But I still can't put him top because he doesn't get all the goals and assists. No. You're going to get a lot more production as far as goals and assists out of Mane than you would Firmino. But Firmino is such an important player. I'd have him too. Salah, obviously, is still a very, very good yeah, player. Yeah, <coughs> So, someone's got to be first. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's almost Sophie's choice of them because they're all absolutely world-class players. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's um, Mane, I think, is neck and neck with Kevin De Bruyne who been the, the best best player in the league. Um, but I, when it comes down to Firmino and Salah, I think there's going to be a lot of time. Salah's always going to get you an absolute glut of goals. Mm. Um, but... I don't know whether it's my naivety or something, but I just feel like Firmino's going to contribute to a team winning more. I feel like Salah wants to play Salah's way, and Salah's going to be obviously fantastically successful in that way, whereas Roberto Firmino's going to do whatever it requires for Liverpool to win. Yeah. And I think, for me, when I'm picking a team, I would rather have that player. Yeah, I definitely agree. That If if I'm a teammate, I'd rather Firmino than a Salah. And I've, I've also never... forget. He's still brilliant. I've never forgiven Salah for... We were playing Shrewsbury Town. <laughs> we were playing Shrewsbury Town in the, in the cup. And he, he's, he's on the right. He cuts inside. He's got Andreas Christensen overlapping on the right, which is a ridiculous statement. I don't know, what, Mar- I don't know what Mourinho was doing. But Salah shapes and he hits it. And it, he catches it so wrong. He slices it. He goes out for a throwing. <laughs> and I've never forgiven him. It's absolute disaster class. We saw one of those at the Villa as well. We did see one of those at Villa. But we'll get on to the Villa a bit later on. So Spurs, obviously, we've talked about their injury crisis. Harry Kane. You, the January window is a bit of a, a, bit of a beast. Um, it's difficult to get really quality players. However, they've, they've got one, in apparently, in Gedson Fernandes, who I've got to confess... I only know I've never seen him play and I only know what I've gleaned from other sides it does seem a bit odd to me that his agent's shopping him around is that a cause for concern? Um, I think it's pretty commonplace actually Yeah. that we probably don't know but it's a bit of a worry he um, I'll confess I haven't watched him much either I've seen him bits and pieces in the Champions League yeah. but again he hasn't played much you you listen there. you listened to a, a almost a scouting thing about him though didn't you Yeah so I listened to the Tifo podcast which is really good worth a listen after us <laughs> um, So he's played about only about 200 minutes in the league for Sporting um, mm. and only about 130ish in the Champions League mm. So that he's he Do has a little minutes. bit of an injury but that hasn't held him back the whole season as far as I know um, I'm not necessarily sure he's going to be the answer for Spurs at the moment. Maybe in a couple of years. They were describing it as one of those where he gets a massive reputation as a youngster hmm. and he's he's not yet fulfilled it as a senior. Yeah. Um, so there is definitely promise there. Something to look out for. He's 18-month loan, so basically it's no risk for... Spurs and it's no risk for it's a no him obliga- either. No obligation to buy. I as far as I know, they don't have to buy. It's forty-two okay. million option, I think. But okay. they don't have to. The lads on the Tifo podcast reckon he'd go for about twenty million at the end of the um, eighteen months. Okay. So take from that what you will. Well, they described him as like a, a less good version of Renato Sanchez, who had a massive reputation. Oh then. God, that's worrying. So we'll, we'll see how it turns out. He's definitely not going to be the fix 
like he's not going to replace Ericsson in their no. midfield, for example. Who, I mean, that's my question: is who who is he replacing? Because Spurs have had a bit of a Spurs have got a very weird midfield core almost. You've got you've got Eric Dyer, who I thought Mourinho would love because he basically runs around and kicks people. You've got Harry Winks, who is always one of those players that I always I always he's. Harry Winks is like vegetables. You you eat it because you have to, and everyone tells you how good it is for you, and everyone tells you how great it is, but it's never your favourite thing. That's how I feel about Harry Winks. I'm, I never get... I think he's a good player, and I've never understood the, the crazy hype about him, the, the calls that he should be playing every week, week in, week out. Um, yeah, he does a lot of good things, yeah. just not all the time. Turns out uh, it was my mistake. It's Benfica, not Sporting. That he Benfica. Plays for. Yes. Sorry about that. Um, and then they've got they've got Lo Celso, who they've got an obligation to buy. Who I must admit, I've, I feel like when I've seen him, he's all right. I quite like him. Yeah, I agree. Actually, <laughs> it's, just... it's strange. He doesn't seem to get any game time at all. Um, and it, Spurs fans might tell tell us that we're totally wrong. Who watch them more? Yeah. But every time I've watched him. Um, he I think looks... it was against Brighton. He, was, he had a pretty good game after he came on. I like him. <laughs> I, I think when I watch Spurs, there seems to be there's a real disconnect between. It was it was really evident in um, when they played us a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's a real problem they have with getting them. They've they've got three incredibly talented forwards in Deli Ali, Hume Son, and Harry Kane. But and they, even Lucas Moura. Even Lucas player. Moura. Um, but they have a real problem. It feels like progressing the ball through midfield and getting them, getting it to them. In and the ob- right position, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> you think to yourself, Ericsson's the right man for that job. But if he's off, uh, who else does it in the squad? And Lascelles seems maybe the obvious one. But again, we might be missing something. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Sissoko and, and Dombele are out. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Dombele so, stuff so far. He's he is another one like Harry Winks where people keep telling me he's fantastic and I keep going. But I mean, every time I see him, he's on the verge of losing the ball. Yeah, it's weird. And then yeah, like you're saying about the Celso, then we've got the opposite. I my yeah. eye test is quite good with him. Yeah, and everyone else is telling me he's useless. Yeah. But um, I think the real problem with Ndombele is he can't stay fit. Yeah, or he doesn't want it, or whatever it is. I, I don't. I don't know what's it, going on there. It's, it's weird. Um, but they've got a really weird midfield and. When I missed him, when I saw the Gedson Fernandez, I did the mental check because we were because Chelsea were linked with him, um, and it was Chelsea, Tottenham, and West Ham. Yeah, I and when he, I think he missed one, to be honest, there. Yeah. I think he, he dodged a bit of a bullet with this one. Yeah, and when I see, but it's when you see West Ham, and this is no disrespect for West Ham because I'll I'll firmly telegraph when I'm disrespecting West Ham, <laughs> but they the fact that they're if they're in the market for the player and Tottenham are also in the market for the player, it feels. It feels like you want to be competing against, you know, clubs who should be looking for a similar quality of player. But yeah, so Spurs and Chelsea well. make sense. West Ham. No. Yeah, it's an interesting one. But um, I guess we'll see how it works out. I mean, best of luck to the lad. Um, yeah, I hope he does well. Yeah, I, hopefully he proves us wrong. The Renato Sanchez thing is a real red flag for me because. He went to Benfica and really he went to Bayern, sorry, and really struggled. And then he went to Swansea and really struggled. And I think he's doing a bit better now at Lille. I mean, yeah, as far as I know, he's he, uh, he's doing a lot better. But he he was making substitute appearances off the off the bench in the Champions League. So let's hope he gets his. Let's hope this isn't another Renato Sanchez. Um, but 
Speaking of people they need to... Places they need to strengthen. Harry Kane's out. They need a striker. Yeah. Um, the talk is... And again, this is a very weird thing because Villa were linked with him. Villa and Newcastle. And he turned one of them. He turned two of them down. I think it's uh, Christoph Piatek. Yeah. Who um, has got a fantastic celebration? I don't know if you've seen it. It's with the guns. Oh, okay. He like he like sneak, he's like a drug the knee slide, but with guns. Oh, I like uh, it. Yeah, it's like he's an action. Robin Keenness. Yeah. <laughs> he he's actually scored tonight, which takes his total for the season I think to five. Yes. So far, yeah, five in. 19 by the looks of it if that's the case um, it, what I'm reading here says he had a mixed night for AC Milan I think everyone has well, a mixed night for AC Milan if he scored it can't have been too bad uh, but it says personal terms agreed with Spurs so if mm. that's the case it's an interesting one if he's only scored 5 in 19 he seems like a pretty good player though he's, um, I think the, the th- what Spurs are buying him on is his reputation at Genoa because last year he spent half a season at Genoa. He was linked with all the big clubs. He scored 13 goals in 19 games, I think. 13 um, and 20, yeah. That's 13 good, and 20. That. Oh, that, was, that was a good guess. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, I watched him on TV, actually. He scored when I was on, in holiday, on holiday in Rome. And he was on, in Milan on TV. And he was absolutely fantastic. He bullied. He, like, he absolutely bullied and abused the defence. And I thought, I'll tell you what, we'll have him. Um... And maybe it's just a case of, I, w- I was reading some stuff, because I've got a soft spot in my heart for AC Milan. Um, I don't know why, but I do. Um, so I was reading some stuff about uh, Piatek, and I think a lot of the concern over there is they're out, they have real problems with getting service to him, and they have real problems out wide. Um, Sus- they've got Suso, and they've got Chaholanu, Hakan, Hakan, we'll call him Hakan. Um so they're not they don't really give him the service he needs I think at Spurs he's probably going to get he's definitely going to get fed by a higher calibre of player with Deli Alley and Son around him and I, it, I imagine he'd fit quite well to into the yeah basically the void Kane yeah. is leaving at the moment well to be honest they desperately need someone regardless because they can't go on with Lucas Moura Son and Deli Alley because no matter how good they are just in the modern game when you play as many games as Spurs are expected to play they're going to need another body in front yeah I mean it, with those three up front they they pretty much have to play a totally different style because none of them yeah. are like Kane <laughs> no no uh, so you'd probably have to play a bit more in behind uh, looking maybe towards like a Jamie Vardy with mm. like Son and Moura but Deli Alley up there obviously can win a few more a few more balls I'd say but still that is the advantage for them I think in in Son they've got probably Son is probably the winger who's in the Premier League who's best at finishing chances I always think I, I feel, and I, that might be that might be me being a bit daft and disrespectful towards Mane but Mane um, does miss a lot as well yeah but, I mean Salah misses tons and I think those are the only... Son, I always feel like... If Son's doing goal, it's a goal. I always feel like that. He's um, However, I, I don't think he's a... He's not a centre-forward. So a body like Piatek, someone who can hold the ball up, I think is going to be really good for them. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I think it would be a pretty good sign. I don't know what the, the fees that have been quoted is. Yeah. He's quite young as well. He's only 24. So, so that's a decent age. Do you, do you think he'll be happy to sit there in Kane's 
shadow once Kane gets back? Well, um, does, does does it really matter? They take good six months from him. Well, is that fine? Yeah, I mean, let's let's. I think so, but I think that's part of the wider Kane conversation. Let's move to Harry. Let's talk about Harry Kane because he's um he's got a ruptured hamstring. They say he's pro- it's the curse of joining my fantasy team. Yeah, that sounds sick, all that. <laughs> oh, um, I traded him for Aubameyang uh, literally two weeks ago. It was a disaster. Um, he's probably going to be back in training in April, uh, is what <sighs> yeah. I've got written here. Yeah. Um, let's quickly... Is that For you, is that Tottenham's top four hopes done? Uh, well, it's interesting because they actually played all right without him for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, last season again injured before the Champions League well actually is that true they didn't play very well in the league no they <laughs> scraped through they managed to get through the Champions League shall we say yeah um, the yeah the, the only thing I worry about like I was saying is they're going to have to play a totally different style which maybe will suit them better I don't know maybe plays a bit more to Son and more strengths mm. I think it really does depend on how how well Piatek fits into the club if he yeah, and if he comes if he hits the ground and it's Genoa Piatek even him at AC Milan second half of last season he scored nine yeah yeah, that's pretty good you'd take that if he yeah, scores nine would. from now to the end of the season yeah that'd be really good they've got a chance Whether, their top four hopes I think they're going to struggle yeah it's a I think a nine point gap with Wolves as well yeah I'd throw them in the mix a little bit. I think I think the problem for Wolves is when the Europa League games start up again and they're coming fast. <clears throat> well, they're, they're, there's a lot of them. I think they're going to be in a bit of a... Cause it's the, They've this, got an extra round, haven't they, yeah, if they go far? It's the Thursday to Sunday. They're it, just brutal. and they're, yeah. they're not a big squad. No, not they're, at all. They've done incredible, to be honest, to be... Um, to be where they are with the Europa League so far yeah. already. Um... I think the bigger question for Kane is even if Tottenham had done he's, he's going to be back in April we've sort of saw last year because he got back I can't remember what he did was it a hamstring injury before the Champions League final I think it was a muscular one again yeah yeah because I'm going to I'm going to relate it back to a player I know and love Diego Costa do you remember when Atletico Madrid were in the the uh, Champions League final versus Real was that uh, Wembo I don't know if it's at Wembley. No, um, but anyway, there were there were all these totes, there were all these stuff. He was suffering muscular stuff, and he and there were all these things before the game. Like he's eating horse placenta. He's going to be fine, and he only played about ten minutes before having to go off, and then he moved to Chelsea in the summer, and he was riddled with injuries that first season. He kept getting injured, kept being unable to play. I mean, Chelsea still won the league, but he and when he played, he was brilliant. But he was he was clearly not fit. And it sort of reminds me that with Kane. He was clearly not fit and rushed back from injury for the Champions League final. And Tottenham probably played him when they shouldn't have. And he's not looked the Harry Kane we know and fear this season. Yeah, I'd say that's the case. Um, how worried are you about Harry Kane and that this injury is going to drastically change change him as a player? Uh, yeah, it's starting to get a little worrying that these are recurring. Mm. Uh, we've seen this a couple times before. I saw on Talksport earlier, Mr. Cascarino, big time. Yeah, saying, 
I, I can kind of see his point, which is unusual for some stuff on TalkSport, but <laughs> it says he has grave concerns about Harry Kane's career after he's undergone surgery on the serious injury, uh, fearing he could end up like Michael Owen. Now, if that's not a comparison that worries you... Yeah. Um, you're not thinking straight. Cause... I've, I've seen talk of Shearer as well and Shearer's injury and how Shearer had to adapt his game. I think the only thing you'd say for Harry Kane is he's he's never been blessed with pace. Yeah, he does know how to do it without pace, yeah. which is a which is a good thing. However, hamstring injuries and you get this is um this is some proper backstreet science here. Um the thing is with them, you can be playing a game and you can feel fine. And you can feel fine for ages and then all of a sudden it's gone. So it, it it's not like they can I mean perhaps they can limit his minutes, can't they? But if this is somebody he's going to constantly struggle with, I think, I think Spurs are in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you just find another Harry Kane. No, I, 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 there I don't aren't know how many they found around. Him. Yeah, I don't know how they found him because I always thought he was useless when he was younger. <laughs> so. Got that wrong. Um, yeah, I mean you're going to struggle to replace him. Peter Tech maybe the answer, maybe not. I I doubt he's as good as Harry Kane. But uh, go on. Even even if he even if he becomes because it's quite odd that him and Shearer have had. When you think about it, they've almost they've almost been linked because they're both English and they both scored scored goals at an absolutely ridiculous rate. Like how Alan Shearer scored two hundred eighty two English Premier Division goals, two hundred sixty Premier League ones, I think. And he he played for a long time with that injury, but um, if. If he has got to adapt his game and hard running becomes a thing he can't do, he's going to have a hell of a job under Mourinho, isn't he? Yes, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how long Mourinho lasts, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if, it, if it's a couple of years, it will be Tough a him. difficult spell. Yeah. It may also, I know we've talked about it, maybe not on here, but about maybe Kane... Moving to a not necessarily a bigger club, but uh, another top team. I'll go for it. A bigger club. There's yeah, bigger clubs than Spurs. It. I mean, he he. Well, he might be able to win a trophy yeah. or two. Uh, maybe if he's keeps getting injured, and he has to adapt his game. Maybe that's off the cards. Or there's another way that can go. Harry Kane probably Harry Kane comes back this summer. He thinks looks around. He goes, "Oh, my mate Ericsson's off." Um, maybe it's time for me. I, I've had I've had this injury. I don't think we're going to win it. Maybe now is the time to push. Because you you think to yourself... Yeah, that's an interesting I'm, point. I'm I'm fascinated by uh, the top clubs in Europe and who would have him, though. Because I think I think a lot of them would move heaven and earth if Harry Kane said, I'm going to... I want to leave Spurs. I mean, United... I'd imagine pretty much anyone would make a space for him. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would be knocking down the door. And I would hope so. Yeah. Blow he, the house down, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a... He's he's a truly fantastic player, um, and it's a, it is. I know he's a Spurs player, and I, I'm not supposed to like Spurs players, but um, <laughs> I, I I think it'd be a real shame if his um, his career is long term affected. I mean, in terms of the medium term effects, he's not going to be full fit and fighting shape for the Euros. You'd imagine not. No. Um, so we've got a, realistically we're having a cracking season for being English strikers in the Premier League. Abraham Rashford Danny Ings 
Yeah, even Ings, that's a good point. Uh, Jamie Vardy's top scorer. Yeah. Um, if you're Gareth Southgate, um, who are you calling and in what order? Well, now I don't think he would, uh, he would go, but the first person I'm calling is Vardy. Yeah. I, I'd like him back in the squad, for sure. Um, I think he'll turn it down, even if he did call, but I think it's worth the call. Yeah. I think he'll turn it down because the reason he quit Partly because he was in Kane's shadow, but also because he wanted to prolong his club career. Yeah. What's the point of coming back out mm. when your time? club career is going really well? You probably have prolonged it. Mm. There's no point. If that's what you wanted yeah. to do, then stick to that. Think of that front three, though, in terms of That'd movement, naughty, movement and pace. Sancho. Because we, I'm assuming we're going to, for this, I think we should probably safe to assume that Sancho and Sterling are playing right and left wing. Yeah, there aren't many defences that would like to come up against no. Vardy, Sancho, Sterling, would That's there? That's raw pace, that That's is. pretty outrageous. Um, okay, who are you calling next, then? Uh, well, I think Rashford and Abraham are both in the squad. Yeah, so, I think they're in regardless. So long as they're fit, they're going to be there. Yeah. Those would be my next choice. And we were talking about this before. We both agree that Abraham's the more likely... Yeah, I think... I think to start. I think... As as great as it would be to see a team that team full of real like pace on the counter, I think Abraham is going to present a bit of a different dimension, and maybe you want to stretch the legs late in the game with the introduction of Rashford or something. Yeah, when the legs are tired, he's yeah. going to be even more dangerous, isn't he? Because um, I tell you what's really impressed me. I mean, so many things are impressing me about Tammy Abraham. He continues to just be a, be a really good player, but um, his hold up play is getting better and better by the day. And I think we're gonna we against top teams. You need that. You need someone who can hold off the ball and lay it off. And he's also he's improving his fit. It's, it sounds crazy when you you talk about a guy who's scored as many goals as Tammy has during his career, both at youth level and both as a senior. But um, my dad always used to say, "Oh, he needs a go- He needs a couple of chances." And then me and my dad uh, went to see Villa, 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 Chelsea, and he was playing, and he he's. And my dad goes, I guess he is such a more clinical player now already in like six months. So I would I would personally play him over Rashford. As much as I think Marcus Rashford's gonna be just a de- he's already a demon, but he's gonna be a just a monster for years to come. Yeah, I agree with that. I think everything he said was spot on, to be fair. I'd be I mean Marcus Rashford for me, I'd be I think he'd be hard done by if he's not getting a look in at left wing. Maybe we put Sterling on the right. Yeah, to be fair, Sterling, Rashford, Abraham looks pretty tasty as well. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to drop Sancho, and <laughs> he's also having a. Little... I mean, for the first time That's in a such long... a tough one. Yeah, for the first time in a long time, we're really even with Kane's injury, we're really spoiled for choice up, up top. Yeah, I'm looking forward to discussing all the England stuff closer to the time. No, That'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking for looking forward to the tournament. Full stop. I think. Yeah, because you're going, aren't you? Uh, I am going. Uh, I'm I'm going to France, Germany. And I might be going to an England game. France-Germany will be a good one. France-Germany and the Alliance. Um, Anyway, Harry Kane, we hope he gets back to what he was. Um, Hopefully for a different club, but (laughs) there we go. Um, In terms of the other games at the weekend, there were good wins for the other two in the chase for the top four. Uh, Chelsea beat Burnley. It was an important game for them. They got a clean sheet. Callum Hudson-Odoi with his first Premier League goal. 
Um, I can't believe that. No, I, I couldn't believe that when I saw no, that. No, I, I couldn't believe it because he scored quite a few goals last year, but they were all in the FA Cup or League Cup or Europa League. He scored like I want to say seven, seven or eight. It's amazing they were, or none of them were in the Prem. No, it, it, um, and it was exa- and Frank after the game had a really good point where he said because uh, Cal keeps cutting in and shooting from about thirty yards, it drives me up the wall. <laughs> um, but he had a really good point that. He was at the back post, um, tapping in, and that is what uh, that's what you often see with City. I've noticed is that the ball goes wide and Sterling darts to the back post. He knows exactly where he should yeah. be. The amount of tappings that yeah. guy has scored. Guardiola has <laughs> just drilled it into him, drilled it into him, drilled it into him. Get in this, this yeah, position, this position, this position, and it's really frustrating when you watch Chelsea and to some extent some of the other teams. There's plenty um, of other teams that fizz across. And, straight across the box and there's just no one yeah, there yeah the commentator's always like oh he'll be annoyed that someone else isn't on the end of that cross and um, I'm like oh alright um, but it was a clean sheet as well Chelsea desperately needed them they had a lot more of a balanced look to them Two, the full backs were good Reese James is a monster I don't know how much of you've seen of him he is he's a, a cracking player he is absolute monster but um, I saw a stat Azpilicueta is some is Move is like twelfth all time in Premier League assisters for a defender. All time, something like that, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean Ashley Cole's in the top ten, which also threw me off. But he played so many games because he was. He not... played a lot of games for two very good teams. Yeah, but you wouldn't think of him as an offensive fullback. But um, I just wanted to point it out because I I love Aspi. But um, United sort of outdid us by winning four <laughs> Uh, did did you? What did you think of it? Um, it pretty much went exactly how I expected it to go. Yeah. To be honest, it, what I'm not, what I don't understand is, it was fairly obvious to me anyway. And I'm, I don't, I'm not a man, football manager. No, are you not? <laughs> I wish I was, but I'm not at the moment. If anyone would like a football manager, let me know. Yeah. Um, that Norwich were basically going to play right into Man U's hands. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. I, I, I'm all for giving it a go, but I when think, you know that Man U's strength and we ba- we hammered them earlier in the season, I think, or maybe not hammered them, but we scored a few goals past them and conceded a few. I think maybe like three two or four two or yeah. something. When you've seen that already, just learn your lesson. They're going to have to pick up points somehow, and going to Old Trafford and playing like that is is not. I mean, going anywhere and playing like that, you might get lucky a couple of times, but you're going to get torn apart by most teams. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I mean, I've, Norwich, Norwich are dead in the water. They're going down and they're playing with such na- naivety. That's, that's the word. It was so naive yeah. to go to Old Trafford and do that. Right. Tighten up for those games. Like, it's all well and good trying to win at home. That's well, great to watch. And it, it's great to watch. It's going to get you a few wins, but... Def- More often than not, this is what's going to happen yeah, def- against decent teams. Defence keeps you in the league. I know everyone says you always need a strike, you need to score goals, but you can't give out the opponent a two-goal head start every time. You just can't. Um, but no, those were two interesting wins. Both, well, both teams needed that kind of win, I think. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a typical Man U... We'll probably go and get a point at Anfield or something stupid. No. And then we'll lose to whoever we've got after that. I think it might be Chelsea. Oh, is it? Uh, well, there you go. You've got three points there. <laughs> I, do, it was, 
I think that that's going to be a really interesting fixture because Man United have become almost a bit... For ages, Chelsea were a bit of a bogey team for Man United and it seems to have turned the other way almost. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Marcus Rashford absolutely terrifies us. Um, but me and you went... Me, you and Dave, before he'd uh, succumbed to the hemorrhoids, um, we went to see... Uh, we went in the away end at Man City versus Villa, which was quite an odd one for us because... Um, Dave's a blues fan, and you're a, so he was he was fully on board with the Man City fans, and you're a you're a Man United fan, and I was I was just in awe of Sergio Aguero myself. Um, it wasn't really a contest. It ended six one. There were four goals before half time. Yeah, and it, then, it became a non contest pretty quickly, didn't it? Um, they sort of took their foot off the gas. Um, who do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Sergio Aguero? Or do you want to talk about Riyad Mahrez? Because for me, they were the two. Although De Bruyne had the moment of the game, they were the stars of the game for me. Well, obviously, the Aguero hat-trick's hard to look past. Yeah. Uh, and his record, which we can get on to. So, so is it, he scored the most goals by a foreign Premier League player now. And then most hat-tricks as well. Yeah. Is that right? Okay, yeah. so there's two records there. One, yeah. of, them, one of them is worth, worth something. Yeah, one of them is worth yeah, something. Yeah, the hat-trick one. Okay, I'm glad you're Yeah, the hat-trick one is a really impressive feat. The other one where it's like, he scored the most goals as a foreign player in the league. Like, wh- wh- what? <laughs> what? This is, you know what this is? This is the Tottenham Hotspur, not to go back to Spurs, this is the Tottenham Hotspur approach. When, they were ha- when Leicester won the league and then Chelsea won the league, they produced this... They produce this Premier League table, which is like, we've got the most points over these two calendar years. I'm like, yeah, and you've got no Premier League trophies. Yeah, you still haven't won anything. Why, why are we... I mean, Sergio Aguero's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player who's a Premier League great. Why are we making such a big deal out of him beating Omri's record for most goals? I, I have no idea why that's the thing that we keep track of. Just... Why, why is that a leaderboard that we have? Do you know? Do you know why? Can't it just be Premier League all time, and that's yeah. you are where you are in that. Why can't it be first division all time? Or yeah, for whatever yeah. you want, just all yeah. time, everyone's in it, and then you know where you stand. Mm. Let me just. I find it bizarre that you have to split it into. Next thing we'll be having. Oh, the, I mean, they do kind of do this as well. The most goals by an Italian player, and the I most. Just, it's bizarre. Like, that's just not a thing. Quick thing. Quick thing about that, by the way, though. Um, did you know who the top scoring Brazilian like? Did you have you ever looked at the top scoring Brazilians? Well, no, because I don't think it's an award. Right, I know, but I did look at it, and I was like, none of them are above fifty or something like that. I don't think like, there's been that many in the Prem who've stayed that long. Has yeah, there? But you know how in your head you always think. We well, you assume Brazil is there's going to be someone. Yeah. So who was it? Do you know? Uh, I want to say Roberto Firmino. I want to say that. That could well be right. I was absolutely shocked by how high William was. Um, because I, I don't feel like he's ever scored. Um, <laughs> uh, who scored gave him the man of the match in the Chelsea game, by the way? don't know how you... I'm not sure about how that. How you feel about that? Uh, he was really good. Won a slightly dodgy penalty. I thought, personally, it was Rhys James. But um, quick thing on Thierry Henry. He scored 175 goals. Sergio Aguero scored 177 um, do you know who also scored 177 Premier League goals? 
I don't it's really a midfielder. It's Frank Lampard. I have um, a feeling it might be. When which, you, which, you know, you know when you look at, you know, you look at something like that, and you're like, you know, oh, that's a really impressive record. Then you go and look at it, and you just think to yourself, he was a freak, like a total freak. Um, I can't believe from midfield. From midfield which, to go along with that. 102 assists. Um, Aguero, for you, where does he rank all-time Premier League? Do you think? When you think of... Oh, let me just get the... Uh... Yeah. I mean, so, Shear is the all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah. Um, and he's arguably... He's probably a bit before our time for the peak of Alan Shearer, so it's not really fair for us to talk about him. But in your lifetime, is Sergio Aguero the best striker the league's seen? Yeah, it's either him or Omri, I'd say. I, I suppose... Always... We didn't necessarily remember some of the earlier Omri stuff. I always say Omri's the best player I've ever seen play in the Premier League. So it'd be a bit disingenuous if I said Aguero's best striker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's interestingly enough that a few weeks after we have our Player of the Decade um, discussion, we talk about Aguero and he's 177 goals. I, I still think he's so underappreciated. He's, he's criminally underrated almost. He's never won a PFA Player of the Year, yet he's consistently... He probably won't win another one this year. No, he's he's consistently 20 goals a season, isn't he? It's just, yeah, over so many years, he just keeps doing it and keeps doing it. He's the only active player in the Premier League's top 10 goal scorers as well. Well, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? I mean, That's he, really impressive. 10 more, and he, 10 more and he overtakes Andy Cole... Who's on 187? And yeah, Wayne, so he'll probably do that. Rooney, by the end of the year. Rooney's on 208. Um, do you reckon he overtakes Rooney in the end? So, at 20 goals a year, he's got to play two more seasons. Yeah. After this one, and he'll be ahead. Yeah. What's that really, might be tough to what, keep it up. What's really fascinating about Aguero is I don't think I've ever seen a player uh, redefine his game. Um, after being absolutely world class because Pep came in and it looked for a while like he didn't fancy him yeah that's true he was uh, given a lot of game time to other players mm. which I could never understand no it always a bit odd to me I think it was to do with the pressing and things like that yeah he, but... thought, he thought he wouldn't put the work in no. and now he does yeah and he still scores the goals He's he's fantastic. The one at the the most impressive one at the weekend was him was David Silva who turned back rolled back the years again. Who is a fantastic player. It's if, such a shame he's leaving the league at the end of the year. Yeah, um, if you've never seen David Silva live, it's it is for me. I I for me, and I'm sound like Dave now. Um, watching him live is a totally different experience to watching him on the telly because you he moves with he moves in the grace that you wouldn't expect and he's he's always like two steps ahead I feel and a David Silver through ball might be the most attractive thing in football I just love watching him that little one where him and because you can see him and Aguero have that almost instant connection and he knows um, exactly where Aguero's going to be doesn't he he just slides it through and then Aguero kept that goal where he kept his feet beautifully and then um, popped it in the corner Um, as he does he was there were so many bits of quality in that game. Uh, De Bruyne's cross. Oh. He keeps doing that. He keeps doing that, and I don't know how he does it. It was just so perfect. It was pretty much the only place between the keeper and the the centre back that he could put it. That exact point, and that's where he hit it. Yeah. Um, but City, all in all, were dominant. They were... they were excellent. Not that they really had anything challenging them at all no Villa were atrocious I mean yeah really not good 
Um, we talked a few weeks ago about uh, we gave out a mid-season gr- grades, and we Dave Dave shot the Villa down, and me and you were quite um complimentary in terms of we think they weren't getting the results, some of their play dictated. Since then, they've yeah. lost Tom Heaton to a long-term injury. They've got Pepe Reina in, who's a very good. Who I must admit, when I last saw him playing a few games for Napoli, he was an okay keeper still. I think he'll yeah I think he'll do a fine job yeah. till the end of the season. It's Definitely an improvement on Nyland. Yeah, Nyland's a clown. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they've also lost Wesley, who wasn't great, but at least he was something for them to play off. And you saw it in the City game; they desperately needed centre forward. They just couldn't get out. No, they've been linked with a whole host of names. The latest of which is Islam Slimani, who's having a great golf, having a great season for Monaco. I think he's eight and seven in thirteen games. That's and, pretty good. Yeah, and the other one they linked with is Benteke, um, who, to be honest, at first I heard that I didn't like it, but I'm now I'm coming around on it a bit. I think likes the club. I mean, he's you're just gonna be. He's a. I don't a, think that's a terrible idea. Yeah, you're gonna play off him. He's gonna be. He's gonna probably get you one or two goals. I mean, he's got a terrible record for Palace, but. They don't. Palace have moved away from putting a lot of crosses into the box. Chances are he. Just be a copy of what Wesley did at the start of the first half of this season. Yeah, um, but I think they're in real trouble. Yeah, I mean, I said on that, uh, what was it, Grades podcast, yeah. that they were going to stay up, they'd be fine. Yeah. I'm having to reevaluate that, having watched them live at the weekend. Luckily, there's a lot of terrible teams in the league. There is a, yeah, there is a <laughs> lot of terrible teams in the league. It's um, hard to pick three, isn't it? It really <laughs> um, is. I can fill two pretty quick, easily, but the well, third is up for grabs. Um, I would suggest that the bottom three as it is right now, which is Norwich, Bournemouth and Villa, might be the three that go down at the end yeah. of the season. Yeah, I, I, I think Burnley are in trouble as well. but They're in free fall. They've got three points on Villa at the moment. They were terrible as well. But um, yeah, they've been really poor recently. Um, Villa have won shining light. And it's Jack Grealish. Um, he's a he's obviously phenomenally talented. I think he's um, going to be a star. Um, he needs. Do you think he needs to move? Yeah, I yeah I do. Um, not in January. I don't think he's going to go in January no, I don't, either. I don't <clears throat> think he'd do that to Villa. No, so I think he's got to he's got to try and keep him up. It, it was. Uh, it was a shame watching him, to be honest, at the weekend because he's just trying to do everything himself. And against obviously against City, they just put three on him to get the ball off him, yeah. and they're back camped in <coughs> in Villa's half again. Um, he's clearly a brilliant talent. I'd like to see him in the England squad as well for the Euros. I just don't know where he fits in the That's system. That's my problem with him. I don't think you. T- I I think you take Mad. I think him and Madison to me are very are similar players, and I think you've got. I think Mason Mount probably sits in a different type of player. You you'd have no problem playing Mason Mount in a tougher way at, against the when you wanted to press and you wanted to defend a bit more. That's when you play Mason Mount. Um, I don't think I'm not sure whether they'll take Grealish over Madison. Yeah, which I think is a shame because he's yeah. almost certainly been one of the best 25 English players in the league yeah, he, this year. He deserves to be in the squad, whether or not he plays. Yeah. Different matter. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm, I expect there's going to be a lot of offers in the summer. I would like to see him go somewhere. Yeah. Where do you think he would fit best? Where do you think... 
It's a tough one because I move. think he really needs to get this move right. Yeah, wherever it's he goes, really it has to be a team that's going to play almost for him or allow him to do his thing. It's got to be a team that's open and attacking for me. Um, I don't. I, I've seen him linked with City. I've seen him linked with. He's had a long-standing link with Tottenham and a long-standing link with United. Yeah. I don't think he would work at Chelsea. I don't think he would work. Because again, you run into the same issue with May. You got Mason Mount, and they've got a couple of good wingers. I don't think he would work at Arsenal because they're looking for a different kind of midfield this year. Um, I think City would be a really interesting prospect for him. I don't know where whether or not he comes in and he plays the David Silver role. Maybe that works for him. Um, I think it'd be fantastic for him working under Pep if Pep's there next year. Oh my! Um, United's an interesting one. I'm not sure that's the right move in terms of him becoming a better player but whether or not he can be the creativity in your midfield that United desperately need yeah I wouldn't mind watching Grealish Rashford Martial every week Ooh, to be fair um, I think Spurs is off the table I, I don't, don't think he should go there now Mourinho's no, there he's not a Mourinho player he's, he, he worked not. he worked his socks off but I, I, he Mourinho I think would treat him like he treated Mata yeah, which was a shame for Matter. Yeah, he's never been the same player since. No, he really hasn't. But um, I'd be I'd be fascinated. I'm gonna be fascinated. What I'm gonna be watching what Grealish does. Oh, it's it'll be a cracking window to see where he ends up. Yeah. I, yeah, if Villa get relegated, he'll definitely go if they stay up. There's I, still a pretty good chance he's gonna go. If he stay, if they stay up, do you think you should go anyway? At some point, yeah, he's probably gonna. Uh, he's probably gonna have to go somewhere. I think now is probably the right time. He tried to keep him up before, then brought him back up again. Yeah. He's having another go at keeping him up. If he manages it again, it, he's always going to be a legend at Villa. Yeah, He's paid his I'd dues. He's, I know it's his club. He's a fan of it. Of Villa, sorry, not it. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a hard one to leave your boyhood club. Yeah. But at some point, it's time to go and make big, big money try and win some trophies I think now's the time for him as Claude from uh, Arsenal Fan TV would say it's time to go it's time to go you're not wrong (laughs) Um, moving on uh, United have just scored against Wolves but it's matter as well it's a matter just as we're talking about Um, let's quickly talk about um, transfer rumours that we've heard Uh, United typically have tons (laughs) As always. <laughs> Some of them perhaps more. It's a very United podcast this week. Um, they are the one of the most interested teams in the uh, in the league, though. So um, They're linked with, in this order, Van der Beek, <laughs> Bruno Fernandes and Koulibaly. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, we did Van der Beek last week. We so did Van der Beek last one. week. Okay. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, I think, would be a cracking signing for Looks us. Looks the most likely. Well, well... I, th- I think it was about the weekend everyone was saying uh, say that we've signed him whatever yeah. make it official official yeah. and he still hasn't signed and that is not a good look I don't think is a good sign oh, that okay. concerns me okay. a bit but he's a I was reading he's more of a creative he's more apparently like a bit like a Pogba in that he's a creative midfielder he didn't really think about defence he scored a lot of goals got a lot of assists for sporting Um 
I for me, I I'd be really intrigued to see United's midfield after he's signed. If they're going to stick to a three, do they play him, Pogba, and Fred McTominay? I imagine that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which would be a far more creative midfield. Really excited that would be. Yeah, I th- I think people would actually be a bit concerned coming up against that sort of midfield. Oh yeah. Which yeah. at the moment you're not worried about coming up against Fred Matic and Pereira. Are you? No. Let's be fair. So yeah, I'd like to get that over the line. Yeah. Uh, particularly if Pogba's going to leave in the summer, which I think coming out today it looks like he's on his bike, which um, I'm not concerned about at all. That no, you're not a particularly big fan of Paul Pogba. No. Um, he's going to bring goals from midfield as well. You'd assume. Uh, United desperately need. We talked about this last week. They just desperately need players. Um, yeah, it's just another de- good yeah. footballer who's a decent another body in be- there. Because they can't keep continuing with Pereira, uh, in particular. I mean, I quite like. I'm. I've not quite like. I think Fred is actually a bit underrated now. Uh, he's he's turned into a quite a good player. Pretty good on the transition as well. I I actually really like him now. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to our friend Jordan, and he was saying how um, he's not Patrick McTominay. I just don't think that's the case. I think uh, he's actually better than McTominay. I, I, I don't see the McTominay thing. I think he's I think he's good, but I don't particularly see it. Um, I, th- I see the I look I look at Bruno Fernandes and I think that's going to help United. I I'm not seeing it as being an instant fix. Take the team to another level. Um, it's it probably isn't that, but, no, but it would make us a, a lot better. Yes, I think it would. But the the link that came out this week and I'm taking this with a pinch of salt however this is a Virgil van Dijk style change the team is Kalidou Koulibaly from Napoli now he's fallen out with um, De Laurentiis and it's not just him it's Insigne and Mertens as well they all seem to have had some kind of falling out over there some bad vibes at that club at the moment so he the price that's been quoted for him before is 120 million god he's 28 I think He's obviously really, really good, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's clearly a great centre-back. Um, the price I saw quoted was £75 million. No, wow, yeah. that's some price cut. Are you happy to pay £75 million as a Man United fan for Koulibaly? Uh, well, as it's down from 120 <laughs> <laughs> seems like a bargain. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be fine with that, I think. Do you think we it's paid a... eighty for Blooming Maguire, so you did, you did. I, that is that is one. So of if, it. if we put it in that sort of perspective, yeah, fine. If it's the same as Van Dyke, which is what everyone thinks is going to get compared to, so I'm not sure he's going to have the impact necessarily of that. But him and Maguire look, looks pretty solid at the back. Then you obviously you got Wan Bissaka, yeah, and Williams or Shaw. That's not a bad back four. Yeah, you've got the makings of quality back four there. That's um, not a bad back four at all. Also, as just a fan of the Premier League, I'd like to see him in the division. I'd like to see how he would do, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of, couple of other ones that will quickly run through. Sancho to Chelsea seems to have cooled off a bit. Um, apparently, Chelsea have just realised he's worth £120 million. Um, which I think we said last week, but there's been more rumours that Chelsea are just unwilling to pay the price. And I'm like, where have you been, lads? I don't know who's... Yeah, what did you think? Who, who is negotiating here? over there? Um, other than that, I think there's, a, there's talks of a... A blues youngster going to Man United, but it seems really unfair to talk about that without Dave here. So we'll save that for next week's. Part. Yeah, Bellingham. Um, looking forward to the weekend. There's Liverpool Man United, which is obviously the big game. 
Um, but let's move away from that and let's talk about Norwich Bournemouth. We've talked about Norwich already. This is a relegation six-pointer. They're two teams that me and you have heavily tipped to go down. Um, Bournemouth are in real trouble. They're not scoring. They're not keeping clean sheets. A- Ake is not looking the player he was. Um, who First of all, who do you think wins this game? Um, do you think a team wins? And who God, you, it's horrible. Yeah, and is this a case of whoever loses this, you think you just assume is gone? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I think yeah, I think the losers going to find it very difficult to come back from where they are. Uh, well, where they're going to find themselves. Um, I don't want to sit on the fence, but I I just can't see either team beating each other just, just so poor just and I think Bournemouth win um, simply because Norwich are as we described earlier they're just they lead goals and they're a bit naive um, I just think at some point the good players in the Bournemouth squad are going to realise what's actually happening and they're probably going to turn around and I'd hope that they're going to Pull their heads out the backsides, to be honest. Um, You'd like to think they'd play for the manager a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and that's an interesting point, because Dave... I was talking to Dave the other day, and he's not here to defend himself, but he said he thinks that Eddie Howe should go and be replaced by someone else. I can't remember who he said should come in. But do you think that Howe should go, or do you think it's a case that he's always outperformed the budget and the club size, and that he's been found... He's on, That team's been reached its natural end point? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I said a similar sort of thing on the um, report cards one. Mm. That whatever Bournemouth are doing, just by being in the Premier League, they're outperforming pretty much everything. Mm. Um, so, obviously, he's done a brilliant job and now we're comparing him against the heights that he created himself. Yeah. <laughs> which... <clears throat> I mean, they ca- did. They came through from League Two, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. That feels so, like that, League Two. That says it all, from, as far as I'm concerned. He took them all the, the whole way through, and now we want him sacked just because they're 19th in the Premier League. Which, when they were in League Two, was well, they never would have dreamt that that's where they'd be. Mm. So I'd say, yeah, the the squad's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's not this bad. Probably yeah. now, but he's always outperformed, so you've got to give him a chance if they do get relegated to bring him back up. I'd say, okay, or at least try. Yeah, because he was tipped for a, at one point. He was tipped for like the Arsenal job and things like that. Yeah, I've been um, tipping him for all sorts. Too, yeah, dear. Um, the other one is Liverpool United. Um, it's quite weird that United caught were in the middle of a terrible run earlier on. And they earlier in the season they caused Liverpool to drop points. Yeah, we're the only team to make them drop points, which is. <coughs> Yeah, hopefully you can beat them. Crazy. I would love it if we beat if, them. If, oh, <laughs> if, they, if Liverpool get a gold Premier League trophy, I'm moving to Mars. Um, <laughs> do, do you see yourselves causing them problems? Do you think you can win this game? Or do you think it's a case of, please give us a point? I'd, uh, I'd, I'd shake your hand for a point right now, to yeah. be honest. Uh, I do think we can cause them problems. I just think... They can cause us a lot more problems. <laughs> Seems to be the way with Liverpool. Yeah, I th- I just think they outgun most teams. They they've got this. I'm sure we've already said it, but this mentality. Even when the youngsters came in and beat Everton throughout the whole club. Yeah. They all play the same way, and they just 
know what it feels like to win and they know how to win mm. and they somehow seem to keep getting it done yeah so um, game of the weekend is uh, it's Liverpool United isn't it I mean Norwich Bournemouth probably Norwich... I'll, be, I'll definitely be looking out for the Norwich Bournemouth yeah. score I'll be keeping an eye on that um, I think I think that'll that'll just about do it for this week um, get well soon Dave hope you recover from your your severe severe hemorrhoids problem <laughs> hopefully we'll see um, you next week <laughs> yeah um, Mike if they want to keep up with you follow your writing how do they do that uh, best thing to do follow me on Twitter which is at uh, Mikey Breslin um, everything's on there pretty much uh, I did a bit of tipping a bit of writing so you can have a look at that that's all on there so yeah best bet find me on there ok um, and you can follow me at willhunt 17 on Twitter but please don't please instead follow us at in and around pod we, get, we tweet from there um we ask questions, we tweet during games, we talk about transfer tips, and that is the place you can find the podcast. Um, it's going to be a fr- regular Friday thing from now on. Um, thanks for listening, and please remember to share with your friends. If you think someone might like the pod, please let them know. Um, catch you next week. Yeah, thanks very much.